Welcome to the True Safety Podcast with Apollonia Rockwell, where each week you hear from safety industry experts and leaders discussing safety culture, team development, and the future of the safety industry. If you are looking for help with your safety program or have questions, head to truesafetyservices.com slash podcast. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome everyone to the True Safety Podcast, another episode. I'm so grateful that you're here listening with us. My name is Apollonia Rockwell, as you know, and today I'm really, really excited to have a special guest, George Duvalis here. And you know what? First of all, George, how are you doing this morning? Doing very well, doing very well, excited. Yeah, I'm very well. Good to see you, by the way. Good to see you. Good to see you. I see George often. We're in the same office building. So George is also out of Colorado. But um, before I even dive into this, I am so excited to ask you a million questions. But first of all, for the audience, since I have the privilege of knowing you, can you give the audience just a little taste of who you are? And, uh, you know, the biggest reason why I wanted to introduce you to the audience is you're an expert, you're a construction, you're an industry expert expert. And um, I know you've been an entrepreneur for 39 plus years, but what is your background for the audience so they can kind of uh, understand who you are? Well, it's uh, if we had a lot of time, I can really explain it. But in a very short term, I mean, I own, you're right. I've been an entrepreneur for 39 years of my life. Started my own company at 19 years old in Palm Springs, California. Met my beautiful wife there. I've uh, been married 32 years. We have two beautiful daughters. Aubrey they are and awesome. I met one of them. And- yes, you did. Awesome. And, you know, and just being an entrepreneur, you really learn a lot of different businesses. You put your hands on a lot of different things. You want to be diversified. And, you know, just being, you know, being that dad, I wanted to have a better life for my family. So mm-hmm. we moved out of California into Colorado about 24 years ago. And didn't know really what I wanted to do, did a bunch of things. And then I got in the construction world and started really getting into it. And then uh, just basically retired from it, stepped away from it. Uh, just because mentally I was getting broken down physically, same thing. And I just want to do things to help others out. And so we're creating a lot of different things, entities, me, my wife and my family are doing. You know, having our daughters who are very uh, uh, driven, being an entrepreneur as a female, being very driven, um, doing things, you know, like my oldest daughter is a holistic a practitioner to a pro status makeup artist to my youngest daughter, who you talked to, Danielle, who actually is in, the, I would say, what world would that be? Uh, she majored in psychology, and so she works for a group who, you know, here in, in uh, northern Colorado, and just really just sets the tone what our family's all about, and we're having a blast, and we're always moving forward, you know, so. You know, one thing you meant, you highlighted on it just a little bit was that one common thread that I've been able to see in you out of every, you know, hearing your stories and your experiences is that you have a servant mindset and you have a servant heart and um, you've built a lot of businesses. You've worked with a lot of people. You've seen a lot um, in 
in the construction world specifically, mm-hmm. I think that you have seen, probably have seen a lot of things done right and a lot of things done wrong. And yes. what advice would you give to a listener that's, you know, in the safety industry or they're just on a leadership team for a construction company and they're looking to take their company to the next level? Um how and they're stuck and they're they're stuck culture they have a bad i'll I'll give you a little insight too is that i don't believe that companies have safety cultures i mean you know Mm -hmm. our world is safety but companies will come to us owners will come to us george and say hey our safety culture sucks I'm, you know, this is the, um, this is the owner talking to me, our, you know, our employees, they don't get it. They're, you know, they're the blame. They're pointing fingers mm-hmm. at the employees. Our safety culture sucks. And in my mind, I'm, I'm always thinking it's just a company culture. There's not a safety yeah. culture. There's not a billing culture. There's, so what would you say, you know, about running companies and the overall cultures? How do you, well, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. Culture starts from the top. It doesn't start with the employees, the crew. It yeah. starts from the top. It's It really does. I mean, yeah. if you're an owner that truly cares about people and understands um, the culture of that business, you'll have people stay with you nine, 10 years. Mm-hmm. And if you have a, a, and it goes both ways, of course. Um, and then you have companies that I know that have a revolving door. Um, Mm -hmm. it's about, you know, it's all about the mighty dollar pushing people to the limit, working six, seven days a week and not really being recognized. Mm -hmm. And what happens when you do things like that, things start to slip, Mm -hmm. you know, um, accidents, you know, falls, you know, you know, OSHA, the the whole thing about safety goes out the door. And I think a lot of people, a lot of individuals, uh, owners forget that. You know, and you have to really build from the culture from the top to the bottom. Mm -hmm. And that goes from to yourself, to your bookkeeper, to the guy, project managers, you know, to the gentlemen who run crews, the lead men, to the individuals, workers, you know, because we get so busy. We're like, we got timelines. We have, uh, you know, your spreadsheets and, okay, the electrician is supposed to be done here. Then the plumber, then. And I think a lot of times people forget that you got to look into your business and see how you can make it uh, feasible, a lot easier on people. So mm. people are not running with their heads off their shoulders trying to get jobs done. And I've been there. Yeah. You know, you've seen it both ways. You've mm-hmm. you've been. Yeah, you've you've been on the other side of things where you it is your responsibility that you need to line out every single person to make every single deadline to fulfill contracts for clients. And how do you maintain that while maintaining a good culture overall for your employees? And so how would you say a company that they are struggling on the culture side and with your advice of, and I I completely agree with you that leadership starts at the top. And so what would, what some advice would you give to get there or maybe some advice of what that looks like, because sometimes people just don't know what a healthy yeah. organization even looks like. But I know that you've been a part of companies that have been at that uh, elite level. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did what did that company look and feel like when ownership is involved? And- 
Well, you know, when you're a large company or mid-sized company, I mean, if you have a small company like yourself and four other individuals, it's easy to start, you know, culture because you sometimes have to take a step back to see where you're at, right? Mm -hmm. Are you truly burning? Because what happens, you're burning out your people. If you're burnt out, how do you think your employees feel? Oh, They're burnt out, right? Everyone's burnt so, out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone becomes everyone's burnt out. But I know a lot of companies brought in individuals to bring in and to do uh, just kind of look at the whole picture of their company and brought individuals in, not part of their company, like from a third party to see how they can do the business better how they can really take care of their employees. Well, uh, not in say cutting corners, but in a sense that, hey, you know, what we can do, we used to have Christmas parties. Now we don't. Yeah. We used to celebrate everyone's birthday when it came up. Even if it was a card, people want to be recognized as when you work for someone for six months to 16 years, people want to be respected knowing that, they have value, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. companies will bring in individuals that understand their business and see how they can better it. And like what your company does in a sense of making sure that everyone is up to speed with OSHA, making sure that everyone has their safety equipment, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a huge part. But when it comes to culture, it really has to begin with the, the owners to want to do that you know to change you know um but that's why a lot of individuals will hire a third party to bring them in to really look at everything and do assessment how they can be better and and buy i'll just use the best why best buy way best buy was built on uh employee experience Mm -hmm. right if your experience is good as an employee it will reflect when you talk to a client. Yeah. Right? If Best Buy back in the days was always built on taking care of their employees because they knew their employees talked to the clients. Yeah. T- they took care. They, yeah. What you're saying is they had the approach of taking care of the team first and the team will take care of the business. And That is correct. What I hear you saying too, I mean, that's a lot of great advice. And what I hear you saying is that people at the end of the day, no matter the industry, it doesn't have to be construction, mm-hmm. as by whatever it is, people want to feel recognized and respected. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being seen, I think that that's a huge thing. And that gets me, uh, it actually sets me up perfectly to the segue of what I really wanted to talk to you about today. So I'm really excited about this, but people just want to feel recognized. And so, and you've seen it go the flip side of when people don't feel recognized, people don't feel Mm -hmm. respected. You said that's when, that's when the overall morale of the company goes downhill. That's when you start Mm -hmm. seeing accidents and incidents and Mm -hmm. issues. It's not on, on the incident side, but just business side clients don't get served the way they're supposed to because employees aren't happy. So, so, so this leads me, I'm really excited. So um, for the background for the audience is that yes. just a few weeks ago, I had just got done talking with um, our Colorado OSHA training institution. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to the trainers there and talking with other professionals in this industry. And what our 
what our industry is shouting from the rooftops is OSHA basics aren't enough. What can we do to prevent fatalities, injuries happening on the job. And so we've been, companies have over the last couple of years have really been doing the basics, but it's just not enough. We're still seeing our fatality rates stay stagnant and mental health has become a, become a huge mm-hmm. topic of conversation. And this is when I approached George and I said, Hey, I have a wild thought, you know, OSHA mentioned that mental health is something that we need to keep an eye on as a unrecognized as an unseen Mm -hmm. hazard. And so I was picking George's brain. I'm like, what do you, you've worked in this industry. Uh, You're an expert. Is mental health something to be talked about in construction? And can you share the audience what you told me? Because it blew my mind. Well, it gives me goosebumps because, you know, as uh, I didn't tell you the last few days, I've been talking to people that work on the field that work into the oil and the gas industry and mental health is massive. Yeah, what are they uh, saying? Oh my gosh, this is what our audience well, is here. What are the boots what's, on the what's ground? crazy is the ones, the individuals I work to is that the money's phenomenal, the hours are killer. But what happens is that, you know, you're 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 working multiple hours, you know. Yes. Just think working 21 hours, you know, 21 days straight. And you're working 12 hours, 13 hours a day. You know, you think it's Sunday and it's really Wednesday. I mean, mentally, you're mentally, you're really losing capability. And see, there's a difference of working construction. Like I'm going to frame a house. I'm going to frame this bedroom. You're by yourself. The worst thing to do is a two by four hits you in the head. What industry that, you know, what true safety does and the people I talk to, at one individual's mental stage, if they don't get that corrected, can not just take their life, they can take several, right? Absolutely. And yeah, so yeah. I think mental stage is huge. When I talk to our daughter, Danielle, who works for uh, uh, companies out here, probably owned company that talks about mental health and different things and stages in life. And I talked to our, you know, our daughter, Danielle, and I said, well, let me ask you out of 10 people, Tell me how, out of those 10 individuals, how many are women? She says, eight. How many? All right. So there's two left. He goes, dad, usually their wives calling in for their husbands. See, men like myself were built to not not cry, not ask for help, keep moving forward. And, and everything. And it's taught by from our fathers down. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But mental health is so huge these days. People don't realize, you know, um, you know, here I am. I'm a six five at 280. And I, I want to sit down with someone and share my story or or do those things. Right. Mm-hmm. Basically what you know, I just want to just, you know, figure it out myself, move forward get things done on my own and, and correct it. It's not that way anymore. Um, you know, because some of the guys I've talked to, sometimes it start at the house, you know, uh, some guys feel like they clock in at work, mm-hmm. they clock out at home or at work. And mm-hmm. then they head home, they clock in at home, they clock out of home and go. And that's this routine five to six days a week. And, you know, and, and it's not, about who's the blame yeah, is that yeah. when you are in the stage of mindset now granted 
you know, I can, I help y'all. I, I don't need to talk to anybody. You're, you're part of the number one that needs to talk. When someone tells me I don't need to talk to anybody, I'm they're fine. the number one. They're <laughs> the number one person that I need to talk to. Um, yeah, yeah. Because we, as men, we don't want to be looked down upon, you know, have anything that goes against us. But as we talked, if you can sit down with someone, as I brought up to you, sit down with someone who has the third party, it's not hired by the company, the company doesn't know anything. And as I talked to these five different individuals, and none of them work for you, mm-hmm. five different individuals that I talked outside who I know, all of them said they would talk to someone. If, oh, my goodness. If, if it wasn't a uh, any strings attached, uh, and it was just a talk, just a talk. For someone, a third party would be hired by, say, like your company or someone else's company, for that person to talk to, to vent, to be a sound wall, not to his buddies. Mm-hmm. Because it takes one time thinking, man, you know, you know, just let's just use this story. My wife, you know, left me, you know, and your mindset is there. You know, because you're doing everything you can as a man. Yeah. But just say something happens that way. Well, we always tell tell everybody you got to leave that in the the car in the parking lot. When you Mm -hmm. come to work, it's all about work. But as human beings, mentally, we don't. We truly try to figure out how we do it, and that's where I truly believe accidents truly happen i mean it really does even on a smaller on a smaller job mm-hmm. it still has effect but in the oil and gas industry again it's not just you know hurting one or two people by a, a a wall falling on someone you can actually you know eliminate someone's life just because your your mind's not there doing your job and and i think men need to really kind of step up and you'll see it in the nfl now uh, mental health is a big awareness. But like I said, when I talked to Danielle, she'll have wives call in for the husband because the guy, and then he doesn't even want to go. Because he doesn't even want to go. No. This is, George, this is, my mind is running 100 miles per hour. The, the, something you said, two big, huge breakthroughs, and that's one of them, is talking to somebody who works at um, a behavioral health clinic is telling you, hey, out of your top clients who are there, she's saying the majority of people that we see are women. Men are not even coming in. And we know we know that both sides are experiencing their own emotional mm-hmm. baggage and need to vent. And why is it that women feel more comfortable versus men going in to talk to somebody? And then the second huge breakthrough that I just heard you say is that um, to, to provide the audience some clarity um, off camera, George and I were talking about mm-hmm. how do we... What is the solution? So we've identified the problem that mental health that um, is a problem and that this could mental health and the unseen hazards of stress could really be the root cause of most incidents. Mm-hmm. All right. So I said, what do I do about it? George thought, well, maybe some solutions would be companies having that third party, um, third party 
counselors that are just there mm-hmm. to listen? What would that look like? And what you just said is that you talked to 10 guys, boots on the ground, and they said if there are five guys and, and all five of them said, if my company had a place that I could safely vent to with mm-hmm. no strings attached, no records held against mm-hmm. you, that they would say, yes, I w- would like to talk to somebody. That is huge. Very oh, huge. My Goodness. Yeah, and and just imagine, but see again, it starts from the top. They right? have to because they, the educational has to start from the top because the ownership has to believe that is what is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah ownership talking, has to believe in it. Mm-hmm. I was talking to on another podcast um, with a gal that is mind body safety, mind body safety, mm-hmm. and I was talking to her about your your idea of you know having a third party counselor and she said Apollonia here um and and their side they're not from Colorado um she's on the east coast I believe but she said I've seen companies that are implementing this already and mm-hmm. she said but the owners exactly how you said the owners have to believe that this is useful and not the old school ownership mentality of well I used to do it I used to work construction 12, 15 mm-hmm. hour days and look at me, I turned out fine. I mean, that's the mentality that you have to combat, right? So what else are workers really struggling with? Oh, you know what's another, I don't know if I shared this with you, mm-hmm. talking with your daughter and uh, and I asked her, what are the, the, your average oil and gas and construction worker, what are they coming to the table with? What are they, what challenges do they have? She told me anger stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And she said the most mind-blowing thing I've ever heard. Those three things left untreated could result in symptoms like dementia. I said, mm-hmm. Danielle, so you're telling me that guys and girls working in the industry, working in construction, oil and gas, they could be experienced, they're they're seeing things that aren't even there <laughs> because yeah. of and and as it relates to incidents, that's what I'm thinking of too. But I mean, so that's do do those words resonate with you having worked in that industry? Anger, anxiety, stress, that these guys are just walking around with all this baggage on their back and they're expected to do it all somehow. Yeah. And, you know, and you're out no matter what job it is. And when you own a company or you work for son, you know, for, for myself, you strive for what you can do the best, the best you can do. And there's always stress and there's always anxiety jobs trying to get done. There's all kinds of different, you know, uh, instruments, but I think mental health is starting to, it's starting to really pick up because of we're a fast pace, you know, when okay. here I'm almost 60 years old, and I remember, you know, at Christmas, everything was shut down. You know, yeah. you might have a liquor store or a Safeway, not Safeway, a Thrifty's drugstore open. But now, look at it now. It's all about hustle and bustle. It's all about the dollar, right? And uh, so the stress kicks in. You're working seven days a week. You're, six, you're working six days a week. You know, you're trying to buy a house. You buy this, you buy that. Then the hours shut down instead of working 70 hours a week, you're only working 40, but those bills keep coming in the mm-hmm. same amount. And so all that does add stress to it, you know, and then, you know, having from above down, because it rolls downhill, the pressure of trying to get things done. 
And I think a lot of times when it comes to ownership or management, you need to realize, you know, who you're talking to. You got the guys, you know, wrenching, you got the guys doing things, welding, all Mm -hmm. the different entities of that industry. Mm -hmm. And you need to know that mindset. If you don't know where your guys are at, Mm -hmm. that's a loose cannon. Mm. Do you mean, for the listeners, do you mean you need to understand how much stress or try to, are you saying we need to, as owners, as leaders, no matter what your title is, you need to try to understand the the mental state that your employees are in? Well, let me, everyone starts from the bottom. Mm -hmm. Any owner will tell you they start started from the bottom, meaning right. they're the ones digging the holes, welding. They know the stress levels of that industry, right? right? But as when you become, you grow and you grow and become just, you know, a standard employee to now a production manager, mm-hmm. you know that stress level between here to production. Absolutely. And you should understand in that area that these guys are underneath a lot of stress, mm-hmm. even probably a little bit more. And it's good. I wouldn't say it's maybe it's good maybe to pull and talk to everyone, to spend a couple hours talking to everybody, find out how everyone's doing. Uh, just not, you know, and, and listen, I'm not licensed, but I know I have life experiences and being an entrepreneur for 39 years, I've seen it all yeah. in, a, in a certain degree. But I think people forget to ask, how you doing? And man, you know, you don't look the same. You know, it's different me and you seeing each other or I see the guys, but on a on on a large capacity job site, mm-hmm. you have to have people there to make sure that guys are good. You know, safety, you know, everyone's wearing their equipment, the whole works. And just just say, hey, how you doing, man? And it's, I think it comes from that ownership down. Now, people disagree with me, but if you truly care about your employees and you truly care about your business, because yeah. every employee from the top to the bottom does things for that business to grow. Yes, everyone. And you need to take a look at this because when you're losing friends, you know, one minute you work with your buddy, the next day he's not here. Mm-hmm. and suicide is up mm-hmm. because yeah. at that mental stage of anxiety, mm-hmm. I talked to Danielle. I mean, I talked to my daughter who's in the business and talks to people who are on suicide watch mm-hmm. and they're all types of industries, yeah. every single one of them. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's because everyone's afraid to talk to you. I mean, it comes down to it. If you could talk to somebody and said, how's your day? Yeah. You know, or say, I'd like to talk to you. And this one I'm going through. Yeah. If the companies can produce someone as a third party, doesn't matter if production manager to a guy who's uh, just digging stuff, you know, it just, you know, he got a shovel in his hand. If you got to have someone that, um, is there for you is there to talk. I mean, your crew will be a lot happier and then there's no, no judgmental. 
Yeah. It's not in your file. You're not going to get demoted. Your yeah. your money's the no, same. Yeah. yeah. There's no record against you. Yeah. I think that I think that George, this is groundbreaking. I think that this is um something that is so important. And in my mind, I keep referring it to the unseen hazards. We all know in the safety industry, um, as the seen as hazards, as the slip strips and falls, the fall protection, the PPE, the, the trenching excavation mm-hmm. hazards, but the unseen hazards like stress and anxiety and anger and fatigue and sleep deprivation mm-hmm. because of insane work schedules and just the, you know, the normal stress that, uh, that thinking about your family and the bills and the kids and this and that. Oh, yeah. um, we need to talk about it more. And so to bring this to an end, I just want to say, uh, if, listeners, the, a huge takeaway right now that you can apply in your business is George's advice is it could be the, this conversation can be started simply with asking your employees or your coworker, um, hey, how are you doing today? And really checking in if your company doesn't have your company, if you're listening, your company probably doesn't have this third party, you know, uh, uh, service that can a psychologist, somebody that could be there to vent. And so what Mm -hmm. we can do right now is to be there for one another, to ask the important questions of how are you doing today on an intentional level um, and just be aware that people are fighting battles that we know nothing about and being kind. And that is a conversation that might be foreign in the oil and gas and construction Mm -hmm. world, but it's needed clearly. So any final thoughts, George, on how um, an employee can make a difference in their workplace today, an owner, um, someone on the leadership, you know, side of a company? I think people need to listen. You know, I know we're all about hustle and bustle. And, and, you know, again, uh, I take from my experiences and the people I talk to, and the industry I'm in and everything else. And being an entrepreneur, you listen, you know, you you have your hair to the ground. And if someone's having a bad day and you hear from someone, it's not to to ruffle the feathers or give them a hard time. Just pull it to the side. Sometimes someone just wants to say, hey, you know, are you doing okay? Yeah. And that's, and really it starts from the top down. Mm -hmm. And it's not to be funny games about it. Mm-hmm. It's not to tease anyone about it. It's mm-hmm. to really take consideration who's running your business. Mm-hmm. It's the guys below you. It's not you as a CEO. I mean, I know a ton of CEOs and individuals, and we have the same, you know, same mindset. If it wasn't for the people that work for us, like together, I wouldn't be here or my family wouldn't be here today. I mean, it's because we got to take care of the people who take care of us and make sure when they do see their clients and your clients that they they're excited to be a part of what you do and the clients see that and it just it becomes more business it just starts to follow each other and move okay. forward and i just say just listen you know don't laugh about it because it can hit home mm-hmm. and not even hit as an employee but it can actually hit home and uh, yeah, it can, it can, it can be right next to you. And so it's, it's good to listen up and start, start doing a change. 
yeah. you know, start moving that way. That's what I would say. That would be the best, best advice I can give to anyone is start moving forward with it. Listen, starting with listening. I love it. I really, Mm -hmm. really appreciate your time today, George. Everyone. Thank you. you. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes. We'll definitely be continuing on with this conversation in another part two series, but thank you so much for your time. Listeners, we're going to connect um, George's profiles to get in touch with him. If you had any further questions or any comments um, regarding this topic, then you will be able to contact him. But thank you everyone for listening today. Have an amazing rest of your day and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you so much, Evelyn. You're beautiful as ever. You have a rock solid day yourself, dear. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the True Safety Podcast with Apollonia Rockwell. If you are looking to save time and money with your safety program this year, we'd love to hear from you. Head to truesafetyservices.com slash podcast to schedule a free call with our team where we will help you identify the biggest opportunities for growth in your company and safety program, and we'll connect you with the right resources to help you grow. Again, that is truesafetyservices.com slash podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends. If you know anyone who needs to hear this episode today, click the share button and send them this episode.